Middle school, how are we feeling tonight? Yeah, okay, that was good. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try this again. I'll, I'll pretend like I'm walking off stage one more time. Let's do six. All right, hold on. Middle school, how are we feeling tonight? All right, that, that was better. How many of you guys have fun out there doing the line dance stuff? Um, it's mostly girls raising their hands because I, I looked out there at one point and someone said, is this a girls event? Because it was mostly girls. But, but I see Colby, uh, he was out there, um, see, saw y'all dancing. It, it, it was awesome. I have, I'm really excited to be starting off this Moses series from Outcast to Influencer. If I haven't met you before, my name is Palmer Dill, and I'm the high school coordinator here, and I'm just excited to be sharing with you guys. I want to talk about something crazy before we kind of jump in. This is our last series of this semester. Aw, right? Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think about because for me, it feels like I'm still in the 300th day of March, right? Like there's just been this kind of pause on life and we're still in this phase. But guys, November is next week. Next week is November. We're, we're, we're getting right by, you know, Halloween, right into Thanksgiving and then Christmas soon enough. Well, you guys know we started off this semester talking about family. We talked about what it means to be family because we believe that here you belong and that you are family. And then that second series, uh, we talked about uh, the Holy Spirit, the one that we just did. And we said that we believe that you can know God and, and that to, to know God, um, we talked about the Holy Spirit and that if you got to know the Holy Spirit, you would know an aspect of who God is. And so tonight, we're gonna be talking about the third word of our core values. You know, if it's belong, believe, and it, the last one is, yes, yes, I heard it. It's uh, belong, believe, and become. So this is a series where we are gonna say, we believe that you can become influencers. We're not talking about TikTok influencers or Instagram influencers, but we truly believe that in the way that God has impacted my life, impacted Styles' life, impacted y'all's life, that God wants to influence the world around you through you. So that's what we're gonna be talking about tonight in this series, uh, uh, this Moses series from outcast to influencer. But if you guys would, would bow your heads with me, we're gonna pray before we, we jump into things. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would speak to us tonight, that you would give us um, ears to hear, minds to understand, and and hearts to, to, to be fertile ground for, for this word um, to grow there. Allow us to grow um, in our relationship with you tonight and allow us um, to just understand something new about you. We ask all these things in your name, amen. All right, so I wanna start tonight off with just a little bit of an activity. I, I'm gonna say a phrase um, I'm gonna say like an I am phrase, but if that phrase describes you, I'm not saying like this is actually me, but if, if I say this phrase and it describes you, then I want you to give a thumbs up. If it doesn't describe you, then don't do anything. You just keep your hands down. So I'm gonna start with a really, really easy one, okay? A really, really easy one. I have two thumbs. If you have two thumbs, let me, let me see them up, Okay. All right, so that, that, was, that was an easy one, all right? That was an easy one. They're, they're gonna get maybe harder or, or, or stranger as we go along. So here's the second one. I have a hidden talent. So if you have a hidden talent, give a thumbs up, give a thumbs up. Most of you probably don't know, I play like five instruments. I don't play them well, but like I can play them, so, so I have a hidden talent. All right, so here's number three. I don't cover my mouth when I sneeze. Ooh, I saw, I saw the thumb go up and then go right back down, right? Like, 
we, we, we might not want to admit that, but, but here, here's the thing. Sometimes my wife, when, when, I, when I'm driving, like, you know, I've got both hands on the wheel and I'll sneeze. And she'll be like, why didn't you cover your mouth? And I was like, well, it's either I cover my mouth or we crash. Like, you, you know, you pick. But um, all right, so here's the fourth, uh, the fourth one. If this describes you, then put a thumb up. I have a crush in this room. Ooh, I see some thumbs up. All right, y'all are brave people. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so we'll go to number five. I have gotten a really bad haircut before. I've gotten a really bad haircut. Some of y'all should raise your hands right now because, no, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All right, number six, I have never seen a Marvel movie. If you've never seen a Marvel movie, ever, do I see, I see a thumb, oh, wow. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Um, I know what you guys need to do over Christmas break. You need to watch some Marvel movies. All right, this one may cause some controversy. Thanksgiving is better than Christmas. If you think Thanksgiving is better, okay, I see because sometimes people, it's about the food and it's about the thankfulness. There's not gifts. Okay. All right. So this is the last one. This is the last one. I have a few insecurities. Man, y'all are really brave. I'm glad that a lot of people raised your thumbs. Okay. You can, you can put your thumbs down. Okay. I know that some of those questions were tough and maybe some of those things we didn't want to admit, you know, and I could see sometimes you, you guys were looking around at each other. You were kind of surveying to see who would put a thumb up or a thumb down, and what we're doing when that was happening is we were kind of comparing ourselves, right? We were kind of comparing like, oh man, like if that person raises their thumb, maybe I'll raise my thumb. If, if they don't raise their thumb, I, like I'll, I'll keep my hand down. But comparison is something we do all the time. It's something we, we, we just do whether or not we realize we're doing it. Like, some, like how many of you, you've been riding in the car you know, with your parents and you see like this really big house, this really big mansion, and you're just like, man, I wish I could live there, right? Like, it's like, oh man, I wish that was my house. Or how many of you know what Pinterest is? I feel like most of you should know. How many of you have a Pinterest? I have a Pinterest, I enjoy it. Some of you may have actually made like a mood board about like your future house or like your future apartment. If you've done that, raise your hand, come on. Like we do that, right? Or maybe some of you, you kind of dream about like what you're gonna be when you grow up, what you're gonna do one day. Maybe some of you think like, oh, I'm gonna be famous one day, I'm gonna be a famous athlete, I'm gonna be a famous singer. Or maybe you're like, you know what, that's not me. I, I wanna be a wealthy doctor one day or a wealthy businessman, businesswoman. Dreaming is a natural thing and dreaming isn't wrong, but here's the thing. Sometimes, and this is gonna go up on the screen, our dreams reveal less about who we actually are and more about who we think we need to be to compare or keep up with others. I'm gonna say that again. Our dreams reveal less about who we actually are and more about what we think we need to be in order to keep up with others. Because whether we admit it or not, if we were to pause and think about what we do in our days, like maybe, you know, it's like walking the halls at school or we're watching YouTube videos or we're scrolling through, you know, social media, looking on TikTok or um, Instagram, that kind of thing, we might start to be aware of just how much we actually compare ourselves. Like, like you may say, man, my life isn't as fun as that person's, what I see, you know, or man, I wish I was, you know, funny like that person or as popular as that person. Or maybe even it's like, man, I feel like the real me isn't good enough when I look at all these things around us. I, I mean, I, I, I do that all the time. Sometimes like I'm 32 and I see some of my friends who already have bought like the really nice house by this time, have have nicer cars, all that kind of thing. I'm still driving the, 
2001 uh, RAV4, like going strong. Um, that car is older, I think, than all of you in this room. Um, but here's the thing. We all compare, right? We compare ourselves. And sometimes when we start to do that, we can feel maybe a little bit inadequate. And when we feel inadequate, we, we maybe create different versions of ourselves. We put on a little bit of a mask or, or, or we put on a version of ourselves, right? Like, like sometimes you'll, you, you might tell a story about a really cool thing you did, but if you're really honest, you, you were kind of fibbing, right? Like you kind of told a story. Um, it wasn't totally true. Or maybe I, I've never done this. I've never done this. But maybe you posted a selfie that you wanted to look like it was real casual-like but you really took 32 photos, you know, you scrolled through them and you had to Google really good selfie captions, right? Like, we, we do that sometimes. Now, this one I definitely have done and sometimes, I'm, I, honestly, I'm, I still do it. Sometimes somebody will tell a joke and I'll laugh at it even though I didn't get it, right? Like, because I just want them to think that I understand and that I like, you know, I'm in with it. So, so we do these things, we pretend to be someone we're not when we are afraid, we don't measure up, right? We don't measure up to the things that other people seem to be. So for the next few weeks in this series, here's one of the like main topics we're gonna focus on, and it's this. We want to help you focus less, focus less on what you think you don't have so you can better see what you actually have, right? Like we, we don't want you to keep thinking about, oh man, I wish I was this or that. We want you to understand who you actually are Another way that I can say that is this. Sometimes we always think the grass is greener on the other side. But we want you guys to understand that the grass can be green right where you're standing, right where you're planted. So that's what we're gonna talk about in this whole series. We're gonna talk about what we have. So tonight, the first thing that we all have that I want you guys to understand is this. We all have a past. We all have a past, right? Like, Usually when you hear this phrase, someone has a past, you think of like baggage or, or maybe it's like secrets or something. But the reality is we all have a past, right? Like you guys didn't just appear out of thin air. You guys were born, you had lives. So we all have a past. But sometimes we don't own our past, right? Like sometimes we don't want, want to own it up because, you know, maybe you think your story is a little bit too painful or messy. Or maybe it's like you think your story is kind of boring or ordinary or maybe you feel incomplete in, in your past. Or maybe you're even like, man, I wish I had someone else's past. Like, I, I, I wish my life was different. If this sounds familiar to you, if this sounds like you, you're not the only one. All of us go through this. But tonight, we're gonna look um, at, at Moses, and I'm gonna talk to you about Moses, because as we saw in that, in the bumper video, the video that kind of came on, Moses had a crazy past. And, and I wanna paint a picture for us um, of Exodus, the book of Exodus, chapters one and two. We're gonna kind of talk about this. All right, so I need everybody to imagine with me. Everybody uh, put on, uh, this is gonna sound dumb, but put on your imagination hats. Can I, can I see it? Can I, everyone put on the imagination hats. I want us to zoom back to ancient Egypt. You know, I'm talking about pyramids. I'm talking about hieroglyphics. I'm talking about mummies, you know? Like, I want us to go back to ancient Egypt. God's chosen people, the Hebrew people, were enslaved in Egypt at this time. They were the labor that built those pyramids, you know, that, that, that was doing all the thing for uh, the Pharaoh and all of that kind of things. And our man Moses that we're gonna be talking about tonight, he was a baby 
that was born to Jewish parents who were slaves in Egypt at this time. And when Moses was born, Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt, he, you know, he said this, um, he made a decree, which is basically like a royal you know, thing that, that, that everybody had to follow, that they wanted to drown all of the firstborn males at that time of the Hebrew people because he thought, man, if all these kids start to grow up, these people might outnumber me and they might overtake the throne. So he, he wanted to kill them all, kill them all. But Moses' mom was able to keep him safe for a little while. And then eventually, this is what she did. If, if you guys have, you probably heard this story, but think about this, it's kind of crazy. The mom decides, all right, I'm gonna put you in a basket, wrap you up, and then just send you down the river, right? Like, that's kind of a wild thing that she did. But, but she was like, all right, this is better. I can't protect him anymore. But she watched and she waited. And we know that Pharaoh's daughter found Moses and decided to raise Moses as her own, to raise her as her own. So he, he's now living in the royal palace. He, you know, he, he, he's living it up. But, but in the back of his mind, Moses knows he was adopted, right? He knows he doesn't look like all the other kids. And we also know from context clues that Moses dealt with a stutter. He had this kind of speech problem that he probably dealt with even in his childhood. And now there's a crazy thing that happens. This is kind of the flashpoint for Moses' past. He's walking along one day, and maybe he's like coming around a corner, and he sees this Egyptian soldier beating a Hebrew slave, just beating this Hebrew slave. And in that moment, Moses like sees red, right? Like he just, he just gets, he just, it becomes enraged at this injustice and he runs over and he actually kills the Egyptian soldier. In a fit of rage, he kills the Egyptian soldier. And it's at this moment that, that Moses is like, well, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta run. I gotta get out of here. So Moses runs. Moses runs to escape punishment. So we can see that Moses you know, it, 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 when he runs, if like this was a couple of years later and he's, you know, sitting down at like maybe a restaurant or, you know, sitting down at the saloon kind of thing and someone's like, what's your story? Moses has a pretty crazy story to tell. Like, I was uh, royalty. I floated down a river and then I killed a man. You know, like it's a crazy story that he has. But I think like there may be some aspects of his story that resonate with some of us. You know, maybe some of you, you resonate with the story of adoption. Maybe some of you, you resonate with the fact that he dealt with a stutter and there's something that you kind of deal with like that. Or maybe some of you, you know, you kind of resonate with the angry outbursts. Now, side note, I hope none of you in here have killed somebody. If you have, like, um, you better, I will got to alert the authorities, I don't know. But like, maybe you resonate with his sort of angry outbursts. But maybe none, of it, maybe none of it's familiar to you, right? Like you, you, your, your um, family, your childhood, and your story so far maybe are all pretty average. But whether you kind of share some of these similarities or not, here's one thing that we all have in common. Here's one thing we all have in common. Sometimes, sometimes we run from our past. Sometimes we run from our past. And I, and I know this. I know that being middle schoolers and being a little bit younger Maybe some of you haven't done something super crazy or super bad in your life yet, or, or maybe you haven't had anything bad you know, done to you, but maybe your past 
that you run from is this. Maybe you're a little bit ashamed of your family. Maybe you feel like your family doesn't stand for the same things you stand for, going in a different direction than you wanna go down. Or maybe you wish that your childhood was different than it was, right? Like you look at some of your friends and they had it pretty easy and they got a cell phone when they were in fifth grade and like you just wish your childhood was a little bit different. Or maybe, and I think this is something that we all deal with, maybe we wish our like skills and the attributes we were given were different. Like maybe you wish you were taller or you were faster or skinnier or funnier, right? Like that's something that we, we, we want to run from. But whatever the case may be, God was about to show Moses that he had value and so did his past. You know, the boring parts, the challenging parts, everything in between, it all mattered. God was going to show Moses that no part of his past was to be wasted, that it was going to, that was not gonna go to waste. So here's just like a little teaser for next week. God wanted to show Moses that his past was gonna be redeemed and was gonna give him a better present and a better future. That's just a little bit of a teaser for next week. So I think Moses felt two things about his past. Moses felt two things, and the first one is this. Moses likely felt isolated and different because of his past, right? Like, he, he was dealing with this, with this stutter. He, he, he knew that ultimately he didn't fit in because he, he was different than all the other kids. Like, like, for me, I know you guys are thinking, oh, wow, like, Palmer's a really tall person. Obviously, I'm not. But when I was, when I was in elementary school, I was super short, like, super, super short. Like, if you remember when they line you up in elementary school to do the, like, shortest to tallest, I was always the person at the front of the line. I was always the person at the front of the line, and I hated it. I hated it. But over time, God wanted to, to show Moses and eventually show me that these things that I felt made me different, actually there could be some good and redeeming value about it because I, I eventually realized, you know, I got, I got to eat my food first because I was first in the lunch line. That was, that was a plus. Or if we were going on, on a field trip, I was the first one to see like the thing in the museum because I was at the front of the line. So you have to look at the positives, right? I think if, if the book of Psalms had been written and Moses had been able to read it, Moses would have really liked this Psalm and it's Psalm 139, 13 and 16. And this is gonna be up here, but I'm gonna read it out. It says this. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Right, so this declares that God created Moses. These things that maybe he, that caused him to feel isolated, that caused him to feel different, the things that make you maybe feel different, what I want you to know is God created you. God created you on purpose. He thought about you. So God created you. God created you. None of us were created on accident. So here's the second thing that Moses probably felt about his past, and it's this. Moses likely felt ashamed by his past, right? Like, if we think about the fact that he um, had, had killed somebody in his anger, 
He was, he was probably ashamed by that, and he thought this would hold him back. But God wanted Moses to understand that God could redeem him and could restore even our biggest mistakes, right? Like, if Moses could see into the future, he would have seen in the, in, in the New Testament time somebody we talked about last week. This is a quick pop quiz. Who was the person that Stal talked about last week? No. Paul. Paul, Saul, yeah. So, so if Moses could have understood and seen this crazy transformation, here was a guy named Saul who, who murdered Christians and God redeemed him and, and made him one of the strongest, most on fire people for, for God and for Christ and, 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 and the world has changed through Paul. Even me, I think about some of the mistakes that I made in my past and I was like, man, like I'll never be a preacher. This, this dream that God placed in my heart is never gonna come to pass. But look, I'm standing before you right now preaching the word to you. That, that is proof. I am proof of God's redemptive power. If we look at 1 Timothy 1.15, this was Paul writing this, and Paul says this. He says, the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Basically, Paul was saying, I am the highest, the chief, the most worst sinner, and God, Christ, still came to save me. So here's the thing. You have a past. You have a past. I have a past. We all have a past. But your past is valuable because it helps shape who you are but I want us to know that the ugly or maybe disappointing things don't have to shape your present and they don't have to shape your future. So at this point, guys, in sort of the closing of this message, we're gonna do something a little bit different. I, most of you should have had, uh, you know, the note card and a pen. And so I want all of us to participate in this last part. And it's gonna be a little bit of writing, but it's gonna be a little bit of reflection as well. In this next space, I'm gonna want us to examine our past. And maybe your past, like Moses, was painful or challenging, right? Like it's painful. And maybe you feel shame about something you have done or because of something done to you. But I wanna say this, your story matters. Your story matters. And maybe your past is pretty average, right? And uneventful. Because, like, you know, th there was a trend in churches for a long time. Like, when I was growing up, we would have somebody come and share their testimony. And it was always this really crazy story. The guy would get up there and be like, I used to stomp kittens, and I used to smoke 19 cigarettes a day, and I would stab people for fun. But, like, God redeemed me. You know, like, you would hear those crazy, like, transformation stories. And so some of us would be like, man, my story's not that crazy. Like, but it doesn't matter. Right, it doesn't matter. Your story doesn't need to be dramatic to be important. Your story matters too. Your story matters too. We can't become who God wants us to be if we don't get honest about how we became the person we are today. I'll say it this way, and this is gonna go on the screen, I'll say it this way. Knowing who we are begins with understanding our history. Knowing who we are begins with understanding our history. So here's the thing. 
I want you guys to get ready for this. In a second, we're gonna throw up what I call the four H's. The four H's. And I'm gonna describe to you what these things are and, and I'm gonna give you a couple of minutes to write and reflect. So let's go ahead and put those four H's on the screen. The first one is history. So this is like, I mean, simple things. Where, where were you born? Where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? The second one is heroes. Who are the people that impacted you that, that have been in your life, like that you've actually gotten to interact with? And maybe there's some heroes in your life that you've never met, but it's someone that has really, you know, sort of impacted you. The third one is hurts. The third one is hurts. What are some things, you know, that have been some like challenging life events that, that have been in your life? And the last one is hopes. When you were younger, what did you hope for? What did you love to do? You know, like what kind of person did you want to become? So I want you guys to take a few minutes and I really like, I want you to write out, like write the word history and then beside it, put some of those things like where you were born, your childhood. You know, for me, I was born in Lexington, North Carolina. My parents then moved to, to Clemson, South Carolina when I was two and that's where I grew up. You know, some of my heroes in life, some of my, my heroes were my, my first youth pastor. His name was Heath. He helped me understand uh, my love for, for comic books, uh, my love for all things kind of um, superhero, sports. My dad was a hero of mine. Some of the hurts, right? Like, I told you guys before about my struggles with anxiety and depression, and that's something that I had to deal with. That, that, that's a hurt. That's part of my history. And then the hopes. When you were younger, what, 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 did you, what did you hope for? What did you love to do? You know, uh, like I said, when I, when I was younger, um, just so you guys know, I wanted to be an NBA point guard. That was a big hope of mine. And as you can tell, that didn't happen. I, I, I'm a 5'8", very skinny, you know, man. So that, it wouldn't have worked out for me. Like, um, but, that, but that's something I hope for. So I want you guys to take a few minutes. We're, we're gonna have some music playing right here in the background. Um, but I want you guys to take a few minutes and write out some of these things. Try to take this time, you know, seriously, don't, don't talk too much to the people around you. Just take some time to write some of this, the history and the heroes, the hurts and the hopes. If you guys have journals, you might have to go into the journal to, to write, or if, if you didn't bring that and you want to type it out on your phone, you can do that kind of thing.
All right, I know some of you are still writing and I want you to continue to write. But I'm gonna ask a few questions and so maybe then you're gonna might end up circling something from your history or circling something from your heroes. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this first, this first question. Which parts of your past are easy for you to own? What I mean by that is like, what are some of the parts of your past that you're proud of? Like, I, like for me, like I'm proud of my parents. Like I love my parents. They gave me a really great childhood. Any sport that I wanted to be a part of, they learned that. Like my dad, like, like this is a true story. My dad had never seen a game of soccer played in person till he was in college. Like he had seen soccer on TV, but he had never seen it in person, right? But when I was a little kid, I loved soccer. So my dad learned the game of soccer. He didn't know, you know, he was a baseball guy. So, so I'm really, you know, I'm really um, proud of that part. What are parts of your past maybe that are difficult for you to own? Like what are some parts that maybe cause you shame or some guilt and pain? You know, like I said, for me, like there, there were times in my life where, where I, I, I didn't go after the right thing. Like, like, you know, I think Stout kind of shared about this in a funny way last week, but there was a time where I, like, I was, like, I was girl crazy. Like, I, I, was, I, I was dating, I was talking to girls all the time when I was in high school, and I was just like, I just, I need to have a girlfriend, I want to have a girlfriend, and I, that, that's, that's the road that I was going down. And also, I was like, you know, I really want to be popular, so, like, I, 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 would, I would agree to things, I would say things that I didn't really believe, but if, if it would make me more popular or make people like me, not proud of that. What are some parts of your past maybe that um, were beyond your control, for better or for worse? Like, I had no control over where I was born. You know what I mean? Like, my parents, that's where they were living, so I was born where they were living. I don't have any control over that. There's good things and bad things that we don't have any control over in our past. And then the last one is this, which parts of your past were things that you actually chose for better or for worse, right? Like maybe you, like, like me, like I chose to like soccer or, or maybe I was destined to like soccer, I don't know, but like I, I, I certainly chose that and, and chose to put time and effort into that. You know, I, I, I chose um, or, I, or I tried to choose my first car, you know, like, like I wanted to have a choice in that. I chose the woman that I married. I chose my wife. Like, that's something that I chose. So I'm gonna let you guys take a few minutes and reflect a little bit there, just, just another few moments. Here's the thing. You have a past, I have a past, right? That's what we're talking about. And we can't always know why our past has happened the way that it has. But when we decide to fully understand it and embrace it, here's the things. We can better understand how our past made us better and we can thank God for it, right? Like we can thank God for the good things in our life. You can look back and say, God, thank you for my parents. God, thank you for the school that I go to. Thank you for my friends, these things in my past. Or we can better understand how our past was maybe complicated and painful and hurtful, 
but then we can ask God to redeem it. We can actually ask God, we can start to ask him to redeem those things, to change those things. Because we can't just ignore it all forever. We can't just sweep it under the rug. And maybe when we start this process, then we can better model for others how they can name and know their past and show them how God can redeem it as well. No matter what kind of past you've had, I know that God won't waste it. God wants to use every aspect of it. God wants to, 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 to tell you that, that nothing is wasted, nothing is outside of his redemption. So here's the last two things, guys. One, your past has shaped you, right? But the negative parts, the negative parts don't have to define you. Your past isn't the end of your story. God isn't done writing your life, writing your story. You were made on purpose for a purpose, right? Like that's what it says in Ephesians. Um, this, is, this is like just an extra nugget. I think it's Ephesians uh, chapter two, somewhere in Ephesians chapter two, but, but Paul talks about how we were created to do things. Like God created us with specific gifts and talents to do a specific thing. And then number two is this. Your past, everybody's past has value. Your past has value because God can use, redeem, and transform every piece of it if you let him, if you let him. Because I, like, like I said before, I've shared with you guys my struggles, my struggles with anxiety, my struggles with depression. And when I started to get over that, when, when I started to get past it from, you know, and, and kind of heal from some of those things, I kind of just thought, I was like, well, let me distance myself as far as I can from that. Like, I don't need to tell anybody that that was my struggle. But then I started to meet people and they would say, man, I'm, I'm really struggling with this thing. I'm, I'm really depressed. I'm, I have anxiety. And then light bulbs started to go off in my head, right? Like light bulbs started to go off. And I was like, I was able to speak to them about it. I was able to help them through it. So God started to, to use my past to help others. And, and even like me being able to share it with you and hopefully help some of you, God is redeeming my past. And if God can, we're gonna learn in this series that God redeems Moses' past. And if God redeemed my past, I know that God can redeem your past. So I'm gonna ask all you guys to stand. I'm gonna ask all, all, all of you to stand. And before I, before I pray, I, I do, sometimes we do these kind of things, but I, I, I wanna speak a blessing over you guys. And I, and I want you guys to know this, that God sees immense value in each one of you. God sees immense value in each one of you. And whether you think you're ever gonna be on a stage standing in front of a bunch of people or not, each of you has influence. Whether it's just with one person, maybe that's your, your, your we have, you, you only have one friend or it's your brother or, or it's your mom or your dad or your aunt or your uncle. Even if it's one person, each of you has influence. Each of you has a place that God says, I want to show my goodness to the world through you. So let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, speak to us 
Continue to show us that our past have value. Show us how you can redeem the things that we've been through. Allow us to see your goodness and your kindness and your mercy. And allow us to see that you want us to, to become influencers, to, to influence the world around us for your kingdom. I ask all these things in your name. Amen.